Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of this week's episode where I'm stomping with Gemma Bird in Lake Meadows Park. If you follow my socials, you know I'm not a big fan of the New Year, New Me vibe, but I do see that there's an opportunity for reflection and change of direction when it comes to physical and mental health. So if you want to learn more about creating healthy habits that last, check out my adult book, Live Well Every Day. And for a more specific mental health toolkit, check out A Better Day, which is perfect for children, teens and adults alike. Hello everyone, welcome back to part three of the Stompcast. Gemma and I are on a fantastic stomp uh, here in Essex. Uh, we've been diving into all things financial health. Now, Gemma, I want to talk about um, saving because so my, when my mum was growing up and she, she for my mum for context, worked for NatWest Bank for many years, she really grew up with the view of save, 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 save. That was, yeah. that was the kind of thing. And you, you kind of describe yourself as a natural born yeah. saver, so she'd probably love a chat with you. So mum finds it really odd that this generation or like now we spend most of what you earn like part of that yes okay i know i understand you know issues with rent versus everything else but let's be honest most young people eat out quite often yeah. even if that's takeouts or jumping into prep or whatever it is the mindset it's not cool to save it's mm. not a thing people think you're tight if you save money uh, and basically even the government encourages you really to spend keep mm. the economy going spend your money yeah what would you say to that? And like, what is the point of saving? You know, particularly around the ideas around inflation rate and things that are going on, energy crisis, you know, and, and I'm not using examples of extreme, someone's struggling with a debt. We, we talked about the importance of dealing with that, consolidating, yeah. sorting that this out. This is someone that's not got any yeah. debt, I would so say. Yeah, so what is the point? Why don't they not just go out and spend their paycheck? Because look at 2022 in my eyes. Like, no one knows what is around the corner. If I'd have said to you three years ago, we're going to be in a world pandemic and we're not going to be able to lad out. You'd have probably looked at me and said, what? That's not going to happen. Like, they're going to lock the world down. Nobody knows what's around the corner in life. Anything could happen. That, that, especially, I always think, if you are in a really high-paid job, I really believe you should have savings because if you're in a really, really high-paid job and you lose that job, you've probably got a mortgage and everything to go with that high-paid job. You will then need time to maybe get your head together, get a new job, look around for one. And if you haven't, you know, got any savings in place, I feel it's going to make you really, really ill and make you depressed. And especially the more money you earn, it's then trying to go and get that job for that same income. You might it's not be able to, to do get that one. again. Yeah. So if you are on sort of £35,000 a year, you're going to be a lot more likely to get that job. If you're on fifty grand a year and you lose that, that's going to be a lot harder to get yes. a job for that money. So I think it's even more important if you're wealthy to have savings. Um, and then also the other end of it is, if you've got savings, you do feel a bit secure. Like, Everything in life is going to go wrong. Your boiler will break one day. Your yeah. hoover is going to give up. Yeah. You know, people go, oh, just don't believe it. My washing machine's broke. It is going to. It is absolutely guaranteed that something in your home pretty much once a year is going to go wrong. Could be your roof. Could be you have a oh, car God. accident. Could be anything, right? It's yeah. horrible to think it's of it true, like though, that. But, it is but true. it's true. It's part of life. There's ups and downs. And wouldn't it be nice feeling 
if you had that little nest egg, even if it was a few thousand pounds, that when that boiler breaks or someone goes into your car and you've got to pay that 500 pound excess, that you've just got it without feeling sick. For me, it's a security blanket and it's that not having to worry and where to find it. Whereas if you are living on the edge and you've literally, you get your money, it's gone out, you get your money, it's gone out, you're not allowing for anything to go wrong, but it will go wrong. That's, that's my view on it. But maybe that's because I'm such an anxious warrior. But it's failed prepared and prepared to fail yeah. or, you know it's, it's kind of been prepared for the worst situation. You have got millions behind you but I just think everybody I always say if you can and you're not this again if this is you're not in debt and you're one of these people that you go out and you buy new clothes regularly I always say try and have three months That's what I hear three you. months I always hear I'd like to ask you that. I would I months? would like to have I would like I would throw it out there and say if you know if you're earning a lot of money I would say six months six to yeah. twelve months because as I say you're going to need longer to look but I would say as a minimum you need three, three months. months money because if you need three goes months wrong, locked in ready to go if you're in an emergency so that's money so that that's that's money that's a bit mum calls it um rainy day money yeah I call it dead money <laughs> I'd rather rainy day, <laughs> I I rainy it, day which money. means it's there but I can't Fine, touch it it's dead to it. me yeah so I always go to my friends but I can't touch that it's dead money I've said that since I was like 14 yeah. so it's yeah. become like a bit of a running joke They're like, you can come at Gem, and I'd be even at 14, but like, no, it's dead money because I'm saving yeah. for a car. It's gone in that account, it's locked in. It, 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 I didn't need a bank to tell me you can't touch it for 12 months yeah. because I'm that strict with myself. Money. I'm like, it's dead, dead to me, that money. So, kind gone. of the first thing people have, have, have done, looked at the look at the debt situation, consolidated debt, sorted it, come out of debt, being a cost neutral. You're filling that three month pot, let's call it that pot. What's the next pot? Is that your investment pot? Is that a deposit pot for a house? What is that next step once you've got your three months? Yes, yeah, so once you've got your three months, if you're, if you're obviously on, you're on the property ladder, then I would say that's what you need your three months for. If you're saving for a, a property, then you're I wouldn't really say you need three months, you're just saving for that deposit, whatever that may be, whether that's 10, 20,000, 30,000, whatever it is you need to get on the ladder. And obviously if you're with a partner, it's easier to do it with two of you, I'm not gonna lie, of course it is. Um, but I think if, you've, if you're on the ladder and you've got a mortgage and you've got your three months pot saved and you're quite secure, then I think it's in, yeah, looking at the future, whether that's um, a stocks and shares ISA, an ISA, a pension, property, whatever it is. But I always think a diverse portfolio is the best. Like we've got stocks and shares ISAs, we've got a pension, we've got a, mi a mini ISA, I've got, I've got an instant access account because it depends, you also need to think, what is that money for? So yes, you need money for when you're 65, but I also would like to move in the next couple of years. So I'm saving up and I'm gonna to have to have a mortgage again. So I'm saving up now for stamp duty for that. So then that, that money, I don't want that money so tied up. your future thinking. Yeah, yeah, so I don't want that money tied up, that money that I'm saving for stamp duty, because I wanna be able to access it. But then there's also money that I want when I'm in my 60s, so that's a long-term pot. Then there's also money for the children. So I always think, look at what you're saving for as well. You know, don't put your money in like a stocks and shares ISA if it's, um, if it's something you want to pull out in two years because you're not giving it time to ride the storms because again, it's going to go up as well as down. I would say, look at that as a long-term goal, like at least sort of 15, 20 years because you're going to have time for the market. If it goes down like it bombed, didn't it, in COVID, yeah. you've then got time for it to make a recovery yes. and go back up. So I would say, look at your investments. You know, I'm not a financial advisor. Go and see someone that's independently trained. But I always think can you like, see people that are so? So, so, what does a financial advisor do? Like, what is a? What, I know that that sounds <laughs> obvious. They advise, but, but like, what do they do? And do you have to pay these people? Like, how it depends. Does it, work? it depends on how much money you've got, basically. So you've got certain financial advisors that will only deal with if you've got money to invest over sort of two hundred and fifty thousand. Some are right, only okay. over a million. Some you can just go to your local. You can just go to your local bank, like your NatWest, your Halifax, and go in there and say, like, I need a bit of help. I've got got £10,000 could you give me some guidance as where to put it and they'll help you um, go you know you know for guidance and they'll say look there's a stocks and shares ISA what's your 
thoughts on risks. You know, as I said, like, is your risk 10 out of 10? You're likely to get really, really high returns, but you also could lose all your money on things like that. Do you want to put it over 10 years, etc.? So always go and speak to someone and... and, and Talk to your bank is a yeah, good starting point. Really, I think, really Because my mum always used to say this, right, is that people now, they're looking for these, which drives me mad, these forex gurus, which generally are not gurus and TikTok and so on, these kind of crypto sellers. Oh, go to your bank. No, yeah. Go to your bank, because your bank will give you, or I'd hope, a good bank. Yeah, and you'll Certainly have your a high trained, street bank. trained financial Someone who's trained to, to basically give you reasonable advice to start, give, to where to start from. And actually, yeah. for most people, you need to just start off with that. Don't get sold into this. It drives me mad, honestly. When I see these kind of forex people, oh, mate, and I got 20, friends, twenty million pounds. Oh, wasn't there, wasn't there a cue? No, Where's the cue of people? Most of these people, we get in trouble. Most people that say this, right? are making the money by selling their advice, not because they make money off yeah. things. They're basically got the subscription models, pyramid schemes, they're selling off to people. They're not even making them, they're actually making a lot of money probably because they're selling all these false ideas to people. But anyway, um, you know, I have friends who work in, you know, big banks and you know, are traders and so on, and they, 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 they're really worried about it. And I think actually the Financial Conduct Authority should be coming down much harder on Absolutely. these things. I think it's really, really important. Let's, let's swivel back to that point, um, I think about future thinking, because Something else that people really, as well as saving, I think have taken a bit of a U-turn on is pensions and going, what's the point? I can't, I'm worrying about a mortgage, I can't even think about a pension. Yeah. Should you care about pensions when you're young? I, I do think you should, yes. And I think especially if you are working um, for a company or even you've got a private pension, you know, it's, it's, it is a huge tax relief. The government are going to pay in and your company's going to pay in. So you're sort of doubling up on your money. Um, even if it's you, you just put in, you can't afford much at the minute and you're just putting in the bare minimum away. I do well, I think, think... you put, is it 5% in and the employer puts yeah, 3% as yeah, a minimum? So yeah. you basically, and the government also puts a bit in. Is that right? Something I think, like that. I think every employer, I think a lot of companies do different schemes as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not a pension expert and it is an absolute minefield. Yeah, so basically get, make sure you but ask you your company You definitely need to go and speak to it, yeah. your employee or a pension specialist or if you're, as I say, you're, you're self-employed, look at doing one. And I think pensions are even more important if you are a terrible saver and you're bad with your money yes, because it's right. something yeah. that is going to be locked in that you know that you've got that a bit of that financial and security. And that's the point is that you actually, you, you there are brackets. Again, I, I, guys, I, I hope you, and I'm sure you're aware, I am clearly not a financial expert, I'm just talking about stuff I've learned, but I, I'm very much aware that there are, there are tax benefits to, to yeah. pensions as well. So if you're like, oh, what's the point putting money into a pension? Well, there's tax implications on that, and there's that potential that if you're not the best saver, then to me it makes sense that you're locking money in that will hopefully grow Absolutely, into some money yeah. by the time you're older. And like, you don't want to get to a certain age and be like, oh God, I've, I'm prepared for this at all. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's having a diverse portfolio, as we said before, and you know, not putting all your eggs in one basket because you don't really usually do that in life to so don't do that with your money. That's, that would be sort of what, that's what I do. Not that I'm right or wrong, but that's what I would look at speaking to somebody about is, is about having, having your money spread about, you know, your rainy day money, your instant access money, your long-term money, your pension money, going and speaking to someone and looking at what the best plans are out there at the moment on the market because obviously it changes all the time doesn't it yes absolutely so people now that have listened to the podcast they're like right i'm going to be self-aware what are the things that to go away when they stop listening to this and they stop their stomp what's the first or what are the next few steps they can do immediately um just yeah just a little summary First things first is look at your ingoings and your outgoings, write them down, have an ingoing, have what you've got coming in and everything you've got going out. Look for patterns, cancel subscriptions and look for patterns. 
Then if you want to start saving, go and speak to somebody if you're not sure what to do and how to invest. If you've got a lot of money that you have got put aside and it's not really doing much, definitely go and speak to somebody. Look at where you want to be in 10, 20 years. What's your goal? Forget everybody else's. Focus on yourself. And if you are in debt, go and speak to somebody and start those open and honest conversations before you get yourself into such a place where you feel you've, there's no hope, you know, because that's what worries me. Go and get, I think, the summary of listener that is go and ask the questions. We were not taught this stuff at school guys don't be ashamed about that I, I you know I, I've asked so much advice I'm lucky that mum worked in the bank but you know I, I've honestly I've spent more time in the last few years getting advice and information and going to reliable sources reading and learning like knowledge is power isn't it especially yeah. this stuff so so have a look and check it all out right so we do our health fact of the week every week and I think this one is absolutely on topic so according to the money and mental health policy institute 46 percent so half essentially of people in debt also have a mental health problem. So, I mean, it's, it's sad, but in some ways not shocking. 86% of respondents said that their financial situation had made their mental health problems worse. And with that in mind, only 22%, and this is the bit I think it is shocking, only 22% of people with mental health problems had spoken to their GP or social worker about how their finances impact their mental health. So it seems that, it seems that what you said earlier on, mm. People will talk about everything. They'll never Told talk you. about money. They won't. They won't. They won't talk about money. Um, it's sad, isn't it? Really, it, to hear that. It's, it's well. I get it every single day. DMs that would just break your heart. Like people just. It's just. It is honestly horrible. Like sometimes I have to have days off from it because, as I say, I suffer with mental health. So I'm like, yeah. um, not probably not the best people to speak to. But then I do sometimes think that helps because if you if you feel the same, like yeah. do you get what I mean. Like if I yeah. say, oh, like I'm saying, don't you? Like oh, yeah. I overthink, and you're like, oh, I do that. It makes you yeah. automatically yeah. feel better. It's like, oh, okay, Alex does that. It's, it's such one a shame because so many people do worry. About, you know, I remember growing up, and my parents don't mind me saying this now. I don't think, but you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money, and I know they're worried about it, but they would never, ever, 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 ever talk about it. And especially my dad would never talk especially in front of me about anything financial and even the cost of something yeah. so tight-lifted now we have conversation I tell my dad I'm like oh my gosh god it's a bit of an expensive month this month or I'm worried about this or that That's or the good. other we talk we are actually much more open but I can really relate to it because the people around me never spoke about money growing up and, you can and ask it's such a, question a shame of anything it? I can say to you what was it like in Love Island who are you dating now do you yeah. want to get married do you want to have kids what's it like doing this podcast what's it like that you've gone from a doctor to being a bit of a yeah. like being a celebrity i can ask yeah. you anything but if i said to you what do you earn a year yeah you, you, you feel oh my god oh my like, god what, what, well actually what? do you know what funny enough crazy, I, i'm just talking about my phone now which i get i did um i had a phone call earlier on with my my phone provider and they were doing this check to make sure that I could do the upgrade of financial check and they asked me like how much do you earn and what's your outgoings and I was like it just caused me anxiety it yeah. caused me instant anxiety because it's not something that we're used to talking about I don't know why I was just like okay well this is it it's a matter of fact isn't it it's by it is what it is yeah. but I genuinely had this like, oh, we feel we're gonna be judged. horrible you're gonna if you say a million pounds a year you're gonna be judged like oh my god you earn what and if you say you earn 12 grand a year you people are gonna, you feel you're gonna be judged like oh my god is that what they earn that's how I think we feel as a society I, I don't know, maybe that's what it is, or I don't know, I want it to change. No, I just yeah. really want it in schools, that's so, what I want. So fundamentally, I agree, and I, I go on about this all the time. We, 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 must, we absolutely must teach about financial health at school. It's all good learning about history and so on, and I love history actually, I enjoyed it at school, but fundamentally, financial health is probably one of the most important things you could ever learn um, at school. I also think that 
you know, what we've talked about, particularly with the mental health. It shows how important it is for government, for local authorities, for people to think about how they're supporting people that are struggling with money, because ultimately it's not just about the money, it's the mental health as well, isn't yes, it? So please, huge. you know, as a country, we need to think how, and I think almost the country, a society is judged about how it treats its minorities and its vulnerable people. Mm. Really, isn't it? How do we look after old people? How do we look after the people that are struggling with money? How do we look after people that are struggling with their health or, or whatever um, difficulties they're having? Those are the things that we judge society on, really, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. So, Gemma, I've really enjoyed having you on the podcast. You know, you're growing so quickly, and it, it's no surprise. And I think the point is, you give very down to earth honest advice you're not selling people forex which is fantastic <laughs> which makes <laughs> you a fan not, of me I don't do it. and you're giving good you're giving good <laughs> advice and you're you're basically being real with people which i think well people want to see online now so thank you so much for coming oh, on the thanks Stompcast. for having me on it was lovely we really meeting appreciate you. it thank you so much for listening to this episode with Gemma bird and well done for completing your stomp i'm so proud of you all a final little personal note for me i know january can be hard you know, the days are shorter, Christmas has gone. It might have been hard for you at Christmas as it, ha- as it is for a lot of people. And so, you know, really prioritise looking after yourself now in these months. Um, you know, I, I cannot emphasise how important it is to look after your mental health, your physical health, talk to people, get help where it's needed, uh, and don't give up, most importantly of all. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave us a little review. It really helps the podcast grow. You can really help support the Stompcast by doing that. And please remember to subscribe. Essentially, Apple um, shows it to more people the more subscribers we have. So it's really, really helpful for us. So please do do that. Anyway, we love and appreciate you all. Take care and goodbye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com